Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? Well, um, this is this is a, a day of celebration, a week of celebration. Um, I'm very pleased with the outcome in our first round of fantasy football uh, playoff games. Now, I'm both, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy because I won my game, despite having a bit of a rough week. I still pulled pulled the win out, but I'm also very happy because the other three games were all quite close. So it was a pretty entertaining weekend for fantasy for for our league. Yeah, I I didn't appreciate how close my game was. Um, <laughs> That's my, fair. That's <laughs> my opponent. Every single one of his players decided this was going to be their breakout week. And you were uh, one versus eight. That would have been the upset of the century. Yeah. Um. Cons- just considering that the eighth place team, his teams touch and go back and forth, but. We're not even like you're not even joking when you say almost every player of his had their best game of the year last week against you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal. Uh, thank thank goodness uh, the Buccaneers did not kick very many field goals, or I would have mm-hmm. I would have been in very serious trouble. It would have been like a two or three point game. Yeah, you got lucky there because the Buccaneers, especially against Cincinnati, like I would have thought quite a few more field goals. Like that's that was one of the areas I was like, ooh, you might be in trouble. Because I also felt within your team, because your team has a lot of potentially explosive players, and like, hey, again, Hurts and McCafferty, great weeks for them for you. But Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb had like average weeks for them. Decent weeks for most receivers, but for them, average. Like they weren't above 15 points. They weren't breaking any records. Like you weren't, you weren't having a 140 point game. You know, you you had a good week, but at the end of the day, it was as as the day was going on. His players were outperforming the stats. Your players were about about where you thought they'd be projected. Some a little lower, and it was it was looking like it was going to be real rough for you. But you pulled the win out. Like you you still won by what like. 16 points 15 points so you got the win but it was a lot closer than it probably should have been yeah the the brian robinson called back touchdown uh oh. made it uh, gave me a bit more of a comfortable cushion yeah oh if that had, i mean when that touchdown happened i thought oh boy like i thought i because to me that was like okay he's going to be within about eight points of you with that touchdown. And I thought this is the first time where I legitimately sat here going, Josh might lose. But when that got called back, that was okay. (laughs) He's back to being a bit safer. (laughs) I was verbally abusing my TV when he scored. (laughs) Um, I didn't get to watch very much football this weekend. And that was one of the few games that I got to watch Mm. and watching him run into the end zone. I was like, just please quarterback sneak it, do anything hand the ball off to Antonio Gibson. Like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you score. Just don't let it be him. And this, right away, it was him. <laughs> this was a weekend, though, of fantastic games. Like, that Sunday nighter, I, I thought it was highly entertaining. And, and probably because I had so many players in that game as well. So I was, like, watching it like a hawk. But even the games on Saturday, like, at least two of the three of them were downright just pure entertainment. 
And the one that was slower in the middle still had its moments. So I thought overall the weekend was exciting. And the fact that all of our fantasy playoff games were quite close for most of the weekend made it that much better. Like we we had one game that got solved by point like two points. And point and point one six. Point one six. And that is the amount like that that's how the opponent you're playing this week won their game by one point six. So that's how close that they got. And I mean we had we had at least six teams that were really like fighting for it. Like really it was me at the end of the day who got the biggest win just because my opponent's team did nothing. Like had a just terrible imploded. Terrible, just imploded on themselves. Well, so that's what you happens and I, when you start Deshaun Watson, you know? Well, I, know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I will okay, let's let's give the my opponent some credit here. Didn't have a lot of options when you lose your quarterback. You know a little bit about And your backup quarterback. And your backup quarterback yeah. too. And we'll get I to know that about that too. More. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll to preview this week. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about that because you got some stuff going on. Yeah. But just one final word on it, like, you, so you and I were were through to our final four. We're not playing each other because we finished one two. You and I both have like pretty good matchups ahead of us um, for a lot of different reasons. You, your matchup's going to be closer. And I think you want it to be for reasons that we've alluded to that we'll get to later in the show. Um, and then mine will be close because my opponent's very, very good. Probably the next best team to you and me. Um, but I'm feeling excited. In like I'm feeling really thrilled. To me, this is the point that I always want to get to in our fantasy leagues. If I make it to the final four, I'm at least happy. Like I'll be disappointed if I lose this week. And, I, and I'll be disappointed if I make it to the Super Bowl again and lose because of someone like Antonio Brown dancing off the field. I'll be disappointed. I'll be mad. I'll be energized. But there's a part of me that feels like, you know what? Top four team once again. Like that there's something to be proud, I think, of that. Yeah, I'm just uh, my preview for the final four is just pain. Yeah, yeah, I can't so. wait to talk about this. <laughs> the minute, like I, I couldn't believe. First of all, I, I mean, we we will go into more detail on this, but I couldn't believe. First of all, who your backup still was, because when I heard the news that we're going to talk about later about Jalen Hurts, I thought, oh well, who's his backup? And then I saw your backup, and I went, oh, wait, what? What are you? What are you? What are you going to do? So I can't wait to hear you talk about that. And I would like to to hear your breakdown on air of of who you picked up and and why you think they're they're going to work for you. So I, I can't wait to talk about that too. Yeah, it's also tuned. questionable. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. You know what? Just grab a bottle of alcohol and jo- join me in sorrow. Wait, what, um, what is your le- like? Just quick question before we get into the injury update. What is your level of concern? Like if you, because they, I listened to a, a podcast and radio show that does this called level of concern. And you basically give in, in alcoholic beverages and amount you drink, how concerned you are. Like if you're not too concerned, for example, you're a pint on the patio. And if you're really concerned, you're uh, Nicholas Cage leaving Las Vegas. Like you're drunk I, all the time. So where I on that like... scale would you be? Like a, a full bottle of Jack Daniels concerned. <laughs> wow. In, okay. in one so, sitting. So not quite Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas, but but pretty close. Like on that yeah. path. You'd oh, be yeah. traveling to Vegas to meet up with him. 
Yeah, and, and we'll get into it more later, but like there is literally no best case scenario at this point, and I will oh. explain more later. But we'll move on to the I'm events of this so past happy weekend. It's not happening to me right yet, right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because normally this is me, and I'm just so thrilled that it's not for once. Anyway, get into those injuries. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we touch into the injuries, let's just keep the the theme of pain going on with uh with the end of the Patriots Raiders game. Which... <laughs> All right. <laughs> completely forgot about that yeah so as a, a patriots fan uh was watching the game and hey look you know what they're uh, they're gonna beat las vegas and uh still be in the playoff fight still be sitting okay okay they they scored a touchdown okay we're going into overtime that's that's all right you know maybe we'll get a quick touchdown it's all good and then the final play of the game happened and if you didn't see it, which I know you, I know you didn't, Mike. So I had to explain it to you over text. Yeah, I didn't see the final minutes of this one. Yeah, it was the most just baffling thing ever to watch because they ran just a draw play, and it was clearly just kill the last eight seconds, five seconds, whatever it was, get tackled. We're going to overtime, and then Ramondre Stevenson ran for thirty yards, and I think this wouldn't have happened if he hadn't have gone into the second level as fast as he did because i think he said i have a chance to score a touchdown let's do that instead so he decided to throw a lateral to jacoby myers instead of getting tackled and going to overtime so jacoby myers then runs maybe five maybe ten yards backwards so at that point it should have been clear okay this is not working let's just <laughs> let's just call it here you know hey we tried it didn't work that's fine let's move on but no J- Jacoby Myers proceeds to throw it halfway across the field and backwards like another 10 15 yards and when i when i say that it was directly into the defensive player Chandler Jones hands i mean I don't think he could have thrown a more accurate pass if he tried. I don't think the player, like the defensive player, even had to like move. Like I'm pretty sure he just put his hands out and caught it. He he jumped up the, the... To, to high point the ball as as yeah. they're taught to do. Um, but yeah, he basically just jumped and brought his hands up towards his face and then proceeded to stiff arm and step over Mac Jones, who was apparently the alleged target of this pass for whatever reason. I don't know why you're throwing the ball to Mac Jones on a hook and ladder style of play. He's not busting off a touchdown run, <laughs> but, no. but he, he, and then the defensive player Chandler Jones proceeded to, I mean, he could have crawled his way to the end zone and no one would have touched him because nobody was near him, but he scored a touchdown and that was the end of the game. Um, watching it on the replay, um, like it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like watching it live and all, obviously all the sports centers have it on, right? Because they're going to be, they're going to be playing this play for years to come because what you must've been thinking, I like, it just, it boggles the mind and you never know, like in the heat of the moment, um, you're probably exactly the way you described it, Josh, as he's thinking, I can score here. Like, let's get, let's just score and not go to overtime. But that just, 
it's such a it's just such a anti-patriots move like this yes. is just not how they're taught to play this isn't how they're coached no and, and that has come out was basically in the huddle they said okay we're gonna get tackled we're going to overtime that's it and then they went rogue <laughs> what do you think belichick did to them i i don't know like if it came out that like Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers were involved in a collision and passed away. I would say Bill Belichick hired a hitman and took them out because that's, that was well, like that is the most unpaid Patriots type of football I've ever seen. So I think if if that came out like those conspiracy theorists, I I would be with them. They're they're probably right. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, he he. He gave a, a Bill Belichick style responses to to the news conference after, but behind closed doors, that would be that would be a scary, um, yeah, scary day to 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 be a Patriot. Yeah, it's just a, a fake Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers now. The real ones yeah, don't exist ones anymore. Gone, yeah. and we're not allowed to talk yeah. about them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, now, to be fair, though, in Jacoby Myers' defense, in the post-game interview, he 100% owned up to what he did and admitted they went rogue and basically fell on his sword. So at least it wasn't like a Zach Wilson, like, no, it's not my fault we lost. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs> some some solace in that, I suppose. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> that's true. That's true. He didn't pull a Zach Wilson <laughs> where he blames everybody else. Um. <laughs> but we'll we'll move on to injuries from this weekend. So, uh, Jonathan Taylor is now gone for the rest of the season, just in time for your fantasy playoffs. Um, he had I think one touch in his game before aggravating his sprained ankle, and is now on injured reserve. So, if you made it through your quarterfinal with him in your starting lineup, um, bravo, good for you. I don't know what your plans are now because you're not going to have him back. Um, Dallas Goddard is coming back from the uh, injured reserve. Uh, so if you're in need of a tight end or if you were hanging on to him, that's some good news for you. Unfortunately for you, his quarterback might not be there to throw him the ball. If you uh, haven't heard yet, Jalen Hurts sprained his shoulder in uh, in the game against Chicago and it's potential that he's not going to play again for the rest of the the uh, regular season, and they're just going to save him for the playoffs. Yeah. So that was fun to uh, to wake up to, because Jalen Hurts is my uh, starting quarterback. <laughs> and tell him who your backup was. And my backup quarterback was Mike White. Who's also who, hurt. <laughs> who I held out hope might get cleared for this one. Because he kept saying, I'm fine to play. And then it comes out, he has multiple fractured ribs. And the medical <laughs> yeah. professionals had to say, no, you are not medically allowed to step foot on this field. And Yeah, he looked in rough shape that game too, like where it all happened. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it, now it makes so sense well. that they sent him to the hospital after, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you have multiple broken bones around your lungs. Let's uh, just make sure everything's where it's supposed to be here. Definitely. <laughs> and, of course, it's a short week for Jacksonville too. So maybe if he had those few extra days, maybe if they played like the Monday night game or the Sunday game, he could have played. But no, they play on the Thursday night, so he doesn't have time to heal. 
So he's out. So I had a, a pretty tough decision to make of who, who on God's green earth do I pick up off the waiver wire that could score more than 10 points. And I settled on Brock Purdy because he has done well so far, even though he has a bad matchup this week against the Washington Commanders. And he is still considered questionable with the oblique injury, but he's already played through it, so I guess I'm not too worried about that. And worst case scenario, if he if I can survive this week and move into the fantasy playoffs, he has a very good week 17 matchup mm-hmm. if I have to lean on him. Yeah. But further wrinkling matters with Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Mike, is that uh, the Eagles head coach won't rule him out because he's saying he might play this weekend. Really? Yeah. So that opens up three possibilities. Option one, he doesn't end up playing and it's fine. And I play Brock Purdy. Option two, he plays and then he re-aggravates it and leaves after getting me no points mm-hmm. or he plays for the first half and then mm-hmm. they say, no, we're, we're going to pull you. Yeah. And he, again, he gets me very little points or uh. he, he goes out <laughs> and he scores a ton of points and plays the full game and it's a competitive game and everything's all well and good. But odds are that will be while he's on my bench. So the bright side does not (laughs) exist as far as I'm concerned with Jalen Hurts, because even if he plays, I don't have the stones to put him in my starting lineup at this point. Yeah, I mean, okay, so they've got Dallas this week. That's a big matchup, so I can understand. um, I can understand where they're coming from in terms of he might play. Don't want to rule him out. That also could be mind games for matchup purposes. Like, oh, he might play. He might not play. Keep Dallas on their toes. Um, they're three games up on Dallas with three games left. So I could see a scenario where they throw Hertz in there for the first half, but I also could see them saying, we might not win this game against Dallas, but then we got two other games left to try to make sure just to win one of them. And that's all they need to clinch the division is to win one. And all they really need to do is win two to surpass Minnesota. I think it's more yet to clinch the number one seed. Yeah, they need to win two to clinch the number one because of Minnesota. If Minnesota loses this weekend, I think they clinch it. Or if they win this weekend, they clinch it. Yeah, like if Minnesota loses, then Philadelphia has got number one locked up. And once number one's locked up, I don't think, like, I think that's when they say bye hurts. Like, we, we'll see in the playoffs. Oh, ab- absolutely. So I, like, I could what, see the them playing this week, definitely, but. Yeah, so that's that's my problem because literally if he plays and they win, I'm screwed for championship week. If he doesn't play and Minnesota loses anyways, I'm still screwed for championship week in terms of using hurts. So my world is just pain at this point. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to one. I'm just going to play Brock Purdy and hope he can be the next Tom Brady, I guess, for at least the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough it's a tough situation because that's a tough mashup this week, and your game is kind of close because of that hurts injury. Like all the projections are pretty close, um, so it's going to be 
it's going to be a tough one. You're you're playing your opponents got Patrick Mahomes, and you just never know what's going to happen. Like it's they've got Seattle this week. You never know what happens with Kansas City um, in in games in general. Um, so they've got you know they've got a chance. They've got a chance. Luckily for you though, I think some of their bigger weapons do get impacted by those injuries as well. Um, your opponent has Brown from Philadelphia. Um, who obviously won't have Hurts throwing to him. Um, so whoever the backup isn't going to be as good as Hurts. I don't know who the backup is actually in, in Philadelphia off the top of my head. Gardner Minshew. Oh, Minshew. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be impacted. So you never know. But, that yeah, your, your matchup is definitely closer than it probably should have been if you had Hurts available. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm not feeling good about this going into it. I'll be honest. N- normally, I feel pretty good. Uh, this one, it's not looking great. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for you for that reason. Mine's a tough matchup because my opponent is good, um, has a lot of great players who have a lot of good matchups. Um, yeah. However, I I don't know. I, I'm going down the list here, and I'm doing com- comparisons, and I haven't beaten a couple key positions, I think, just in terms of not just matchups, but also where I think the player could potentially go this week. Like I think, I think it's, I think it's going to be a very close one between him and I, and it will come down to a lot of luck on some of my players actually pulling out a good game. But yeah, I think, I think he's got an edge in some of the matchups. I think I still have an edge in a couple areas because there's a couple games that I'm pretty positive will be high scoring that my team is my teams are in so uh, as i said to you over text josh and i'll kind of make that official statement on air what i'm really happy about this week is i have no hard choices to make unlike my situation last week with a with a bad matchup from for tua who was my quarterback and a couple other scenarios looking at my team and the matchups this week and and who everyone's playing and where they're playing i think i have one squad to put out this week and I don't have any necessarily difficult choices to make because of injuries or because of matchups. So this is who I have. I'm putting my team out there that I acquired to win. So let's see what happens. Yeah, you, uh, you're facing off against Derrick Henry, who's going up against the Houston Texans. And yeah. I don't remember the last time Derrick Henry, I think, didn't score 200 or didn't rush for 200 yards against them. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Only, adva- only advantage there is I don't think Henry will play a full game if it's a blowout against Houston. But that's the thing. Look at the past two games with Houston. That's true. They just took Kansas yeah. City to overtime. Yeah, it's true. They they and, they are very weird. and Dallas <laughs> right now <laughs> got a last minute score to beat them. Like in the past um, two weeks, what should have been two absolute beatdowns were two of the closest games on the week. Super fluky. I don't know how that happened. Um, but I mean, I don't know like, what's going on there either. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. Like I'm going down his team. Montgomery versus the Bills. I'm okay with that. I think Chicago's going to have it tough because I think the Bills are ready to explode after several weeks of too many close games. I think they're ready to just crush somebody. So Chicago, beware. I don't, I don't mind. Know. Chicago kept it close with the Eagles. I know they did, but still, I just think I think the Bill. I think it's just I think it's more the Bills than than the Bears. Where I think the Bills are just I think just looking at their. The way they've been the past couple of weeks, especially like Stefan, I think Stefan Diggs is going to have an explosive 
game this week because I think he's very frustrated. And I think that when Diggs gets frustrated, results come. Um, Jamar Chase that he has versus New England, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that matchup. Um, St. Brown versus Carolina, that's going to be a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> Detroit's going to score a lot of points against the Panthers. Yeah. I'm in trouble there. Nothing to say about that. Um, I mean, again, Travis Kelsey with Mahomes, that's that's going to be that's going to be tough. That's a problem. Um, yep. Again, Washington, I think, will be in tough against San Francisco. He's got McLaurin for receiver. I think San Francisco has a pretty good defense, so I'm not too worried there. And I think I've got him beaten kicker and defense on a general basis anyway, um, regardless of matchups. So I, I think I think kicker and defense you can give to me. And then out of out of the rest of it here, I think he's got clearly two positions, Henry and St. Brown, who are going to have monster weeks. But I think that's really the only people who you can say pretty confidently are going to have monster weeks. The others are like, well, they could do well. You know, Daniel Jones versus Minnesota, that could be great. Or Minnesota's defense could shock you and suddenly play extremely well, which they've done. Um, so I definitely think I've got to beat at quarterback. I think I've got to beat at second running back. I think I've got to beat at first wide receiver. He's got me beat at second wide receiver. Tight end, he's got me beat. Um, flex, I think I have him beat. Um, and then kicker defense could go either way, but I like I like J- the Jets defense against Jacksonville only because it's Thursday night. Mm. Yeah, I honestly I think uh, on the statistics side of things, I lean towards your opponent uh, <laughs> because of some of those matchups. But you're right; I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, but which team has more heart? <laughs> Yes, that Saquon Barkley, absolutely. Stefan Diggs, Tua, right? Uh, your 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 boyfriend Austin Eckler, um, DK Metcalf. He's got a lot of heart. The Jets defense, Tucker, the best kicker in the league, right? These are yeah. th- this. Is, my team is filled with heart. So all right, well, good luck that. to you. Thank and you. I'll just uh, good luck to you. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to focus on the TV through my Jack Daniels impaired. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be uh, drunk out of your mind, so yeah. you're not going to watch much football. And we'll update you next week on how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah. I think my matchup's going to be super close. Going to be entertaining all weekend. Um, your your matchup, I think, is more stressful than mine because because the worst thing I think as of right now, as long as no one else gets. Majorly hurt. The worst thing that you can say about my matchup is it, it might be close and I might lose. You might be in absolute agony if Purdy goes down with an injury, if Hertz ends up not playing, if you second guess yourself and throw Hertz in there and he doesn't play at all. Like you could be in absolute agony this weekend. Oh, if something like that happens, you're probably doing this podcast by yourself next week. <laughs> that's fine. That's I'll fine. need a vacation. I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I've you done can, it before. I'll uh, I'll uh, send you a. a a pre-recorded or a pre-written statement you can just read it out on air for me and uh we'll go from there we'll yeah come back exactly the week we'll, after yeah you'll pre-prepared statement then i'll recap the week and then we'll bring you back after yeah <laughs> you've had time to recover all right let's uh do a quick review of week 15 and then we'll move on to uh some starts and sits for week 16 so week 15 at the uh, quarterback position for Conquerors, we had Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Justin Fields. 
Trevor Lawrence has been uh, he's been very good lately. He's not going to do it two weeks in a row. Short week, Thursday night. Ooh. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I, I would feel more confident <laughs> about the Jets defense if Mike White was playing. Hey, positive vibes. Yeah. All right. Uh, some <laughs> busts. Uh, some busts last week were Mac Jones, Desmond oh. Ritter, Justin Herbert, Brett Ripien, Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Huntley, Baker Mayfield, and Daniel Jones. Is Baker Mayfield like? Was that just a fluke that first game? I think so. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about him later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, I did appreciate, though, that his final stat late was, his final stat line, sorry, was 111, one touchdown, one interception, one rushing yard. Yeah, that's about... One, one, one. One, one, one. Yeah, that's about, that's about, I think, the best you can, you can hope for from him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, running back, we had conquerors Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Ramondre Stevenson, David Montgomery, Tyler Algier, Latavius Murray, Saquon Barkley, and AJ Dillon. So Jarek oh, McKinnon. He's a, he's, a, he's a conquer, even though he ruined the end of the game. He is in terms of a fantasy stat finish, yeah. yes. I guess you don't uh, get hugely penalized for whatever the heck happened there. No, no. He. Uh, he still rushed for 172 yards. So Yeah, very true. Uh, but Jarek McKinnon now, two weeks in a row, has yeah. had amazing games. Not really doing much on the ground, because that's still Isaiah Pacheco, who's doing the, the majority of the carries. But he's bringing in a crazy amount of receptions and scoring every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're really using him like as another receiver out of the back yeah like they're really that's exactly what they're doing yeah. absolutely that's wild. you know you know who i'm playing against this week patrick mahomes and Jarek mckinnon i saw that yeah see that's th- those types of unreal combinations can really hurt you like it's one it's one of the reasons why i made it to the super bowl for fantasy last year was i had that alan diggs unreal combination and it yeah. it just helps you well now thanks to my addition of brock purdy we have a qbrb face-off on each team mm-hmm. purdy and mccaffrey versus uh mahomes and mckinnon so i find that pretty even because i would say mccaffrey and mahomes are both big play gonna get you lots of points and then purdy and mckinnon i mean you just don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen but i think that's a pretty even matchup actually yeah i mean i don't take solace in the fact that my starting quarterback might get as many points as one of her running backs but you know We'll see what happens, I guess. See what happens. Man, this is going to be stressful. You're probably going to have way. I'm going to have a lot of fun this weekend because I think my matchup right now is just a lot of fun. You're you're going to be in a lot of pain yes. <laughs> because that's going to be that's going to be tough to watch. If Somebody's getting some hate mail. Somebody. I don't know who, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. somebody. Someone. Someone. Yeah. Um, some busts uh, at the running back position. Dante Foreman, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, uh, the whole Jets backfield. Uh, Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt, Gus Edwards, and Rashad White. That was a decision I was staring down until the weekend was, do I put Zonovan Knight in my starting lineup? Mm-hmm. And I, I I went with the confidence that the Detroit run defense is is legit and has done that crazy 180 from the start of the season, and I was 100% right. Yeah, I was actually, at, at the beginning of the week, I was... Like you're saying, I was actually surprised that you you hadn't played him. 
before the game happened. Yeah, I mean, it it looked good. And I was kind of surprised because the, uh, the platform that we use was projecting him to score higher than some of my other running backs like J.K. Dobbins. And I was yeah. like, I, I just don't think that's right. And I don't trust that. And I was 100% right. He did nothing. Uh, he got hurt. He hurt his ankle. Uh, came back. Michael Carter also did nothing. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of scared to use him this week, too, just because it's a short week and with the ankle injury. So, yeah. I think, un- which is unfortunate because that was too, that's a, this is a good matchup against the Jaguars, but mm-hmm. he, he might score a bunch of points on my bench. Uh, just why not kick me while I'm down, you know? But with, just... with, honestly, with Thursday games, though, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I, I would lean, I always lean towards, not especially if he has an injury to begin with even if it's a good matchup i lean a little bit towards not as well just because the like it's a thursday like it just doesn't seem to do well for people thursdays don't just yeah. don't seem it's, to score high well it's it's a, it's the short week right like this is a very mm-hmm. physically intense game and it's hard to go and do that with only three days of rest in between right yeah but uh Moving on to the wide receiver position at Conqueror, we had Zay Jones, KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Russell Gage, Noah Brown, Chris Godwin, and Tyreek Hill. So Zay Jones again. I would be worried. I would I would be worried. He's found this weird connection with Trevor Lawrence. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on with him. But uh, he's just on fire lately. Three touchdowns last week. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but short week. I just don't think they're going to do it two weeks in a row. And I like I know that your offense having long drives and being consistent helps your defense out a lot. Um, but I just think the Jets' defense is for real. Like they've they've surprised me against other opponents that that seemed a bit of a mismatch too. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think they are a, a very strong defense. I just think that as the game goes on, Zach Wilson is not going to do enough to keep them on the field, and they right. are going to get tired. They're also on a short week, right? Like The defensive flares, it's a short week too. Mm-hmm. So when you have the short week and then your offense is not staying on the field, by the third, fourth quarter, you're just exhausted. And the offense always benefits in those scenarios so i think it i think it could be a bit more difficult for them to kind of be as lights out as they have been over the latter half of the season yeah it's a tough one um for bus at the uh, wide receiver position we have michael gallup hunter renfro dj chark robert woods jacoby myers Devontae adams the entire Basically, every wide receiver who played in that Monday night game between the Packers and the Rams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the leading receiver for the Packers was Romeo Dobbs with five catches for 55 yards. And the Rams only had one wide receiver who had more than one catch. And he had two for 32 yards. So yeah. hopefully your week did not come down to a receiver involved in the Monday night game because you probably did not move on. You shouldn't be trusting nipples at this point anyway. No, no, you should not. And you know what, Mike? 
you know, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after, I'll tell you okay. after we finish uh, the week 15 review. Yeah. Um, tight ends, we had conquerors. We had Juwan Johnson, Dawson Knox, Travis Kelsey, CJ Uzoma, Evan Ingram, and Darren Waller. I actually didn't think Waller was going to play in this game. And then he, he ended up doing pretty good. Thanks to getting into the end zone. Yeah. And at bus, we had, Pat Fryermuth, Daniel Bellinger, Mike Gesicki, Tyler Conklin, Greg Dulcich, Hunter Henry, and Robert Tunyon. Man, my Mike uh, Gesicki predictions uh, didn't age well. No, no, they did not. <laughs> no. Well, he, he did get his first catch in, I think, like three weeks. So, a slight improvement. I mean, I just felt... I mean, all Miami's offense has been hit and miss uh recently anyway but i just felt that they really had something going and he was a good third piece but they've lost three in a row they, now they also <laughs> they, got they ran a lot too with yeah, raheem mostert true. right true, yeah um so then at that point gesicki really was like the fourth option fifth option behind the backup running back so um with tyler conklin and greg dulcich uh both of them were starts last week both of them in the bus category, but the math was right because both uh, the Broncos and the Jets had a good tight end finish because they had a tight end get in the end zone. It just didn't happen to be those two. It happened to be the backup tight ends instead for whatever reason. You know, why (laughs) why throw it to the guy that everyone's playing, you know? Yeah. Screw, Screw that guy. Yeah. So the math works just sometimes... You know, that's the reality of football, you know. If you're you're gonna throw it to whoever's open and sometimes it's not the guy that's in your starting lineup, unfortunately. Yeah, very true. So we'll move on to week sixteen starts and sits. And something uh, you said you had to tell me? Yeah. So (laughs) at the quarterback quarterback starts, I I was I was locked in and I, I changed my mind at the last second because nipples was almost a start this week. Ridiculous. What a ridiculous and I, cha- I changed my mind at the last <laughs> second, but he what possible he, reason could you have for almost putting him in there? He was in there up until the last minute. The possible reason is because they're going up against Miami and Miami's defense is bottom three against opposing quarterbacks. And I just figured, you know what? It's Aaron Rodgers. You never know what's going to come out of that guy's mouth. You never know what kind of performance you're going to get on that football field. Maybe he could pull it off. Miami's defense has been very bad. So he <laughs> he was there. But you know what? I just I could not bring myself to do it. I was like, well, I, he, I can't get year, burnt by him. Yeah, because this year he's too inconsistent. That's the problem. Like he as much as anything can happen with him and he has these spurts of being okay. I don't like I don't think he's put together enough consistent play to be satisfied with that because I think I do think Miami is going to have a good game against them this week. I mean, they one for one, they have to like that. They, they're going to be, they're going to be coached up to, cause this road trip, they were almost awful. So they're going to be coached up to come home and just absolutely destroy green Bay. So I think, I think offensively they're going to be, they're going to be on fire. Um, so I don't know. I just don't think that Rogers can keep up Rogers from, you know, even last year, two years ago, three years ago, absolutely, but not not this one. Yeah, but I thought you would enjoy. He was almost there. 
Yeah, well, and, we I, and I know we would have been talking about him. So well, because considering that I know your your other starts are other, that would be two questionable starts you put on there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, the three starts at quarterback for this week, we've got Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Tom Brady. Right, and so already, you know, Kirk Cousins is is inconsistent as they come, but the one hey. I want to talk about is Tom Brady. Well, hey, now, Kirk Cousins is responsible for the biggest comeback in NFL history. So, <laughs> Yes, yes. He was also responsible for helping them get into that hole to begin with. Yeah, but, but we don't. Yes. Hey, hey, final stat line doesn't show that. Hey, Nobody no, cares about that. Listen, I've got I've got two Vikings, okay? I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> with how that <laughs> game turned out, especially Dalvin Cook's performance in it. But well, that was just they, one play. If well, you didn't matter. have that one play, it would have had it would have been a whole different thing. So one great play, the one same argument play. for Kirk Cousins. I would, so I was out, I was out, and I had lunch, um, and I looked at the score, and it was thirty three nothing, um, and I was like, "What the heck is going on? Like, I'm going to lose this week. It's awful." By the time I got home to turn the game on to watch the rest of the game, it was already like thirty three twenty one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, wow, there's a chance. And then all, then just I saw the rest of it. It was such a great comeback. But I, in the time it took me to walk home, not even a half an hour, and suddenly they were back in the game. It was incredible. Yeah, I, I kind of had the same thing. I was, uh, I was at work and checked my phone, and it was thirty three nothing. I was like, well, wonderful. Thank God uh, Michael Pittman was not more involved in it than he was because that <laughs> that would have hurt me uh as well but then yeah the next time i checked it i think it was probably around there it was 33 to 20 something and i was like what is going on here like how did you even let them get that close and then i didn't see what the final score was until a lot later in the day and i was like oh my god they pulled it off <laughs> matt ryan sure is did. the unluckiest <laughs> nfl player ever yeah absolutely uh, but we'll get into the uh, into. Well, I wanted to talk about Tom Brady. That's yeah. where we went off on the Kirk Cousins. Yes. I wanted you to give we'll me back. your Brady reasons for starts, but we we yeah. went off on a Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know what, Mike? This there's a lot of pain going on this week. This podcast it's all over the place. It's all, it's fine. I think I think our listeners can understand that yeah, this is the I, way it is because we're fantasy owners in the playoffs. So I know I'm not the only one. Uh, in this position with Jalen Hurts. I know I'm not the only one who's reeling. So, you know, listeners, I'm with you. I feel yeah. your pain. Um, uh, will Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. pain better, better? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping he will because uh, if, if you looked at the first half of last week's game against Cincinnati, that's the Tom Brady that we, we know and we're used to, I guess, prior to this year, right? Like they were moving, they were clicking. Mike Evans looked good again. He disappeared for a while. Uh, and then the second half happened, and you know, we saw this year's Tom Brady come back. Didn't work out well for uh, the Buccaneers. I don't think they scored a point after the, in the second half. Um, but thankfully for Tom Brady, this week he gets to go up against a terrible Arizona Cardinals defense, and the Cardinals are going to have their third string quarterback manning the helm for them, who is terrible at football. So. <laughs> I think just Tom Brady will have so much opportunity to to do well because the Cardinals offense will not be on the field very much 
that it's just like one of those, you know, it's like flipping a coin, you know, you flip it enough times, like you're going to get heads eventually, you know? So like you keep Tom Brady on the field long enough, he's going to do something. Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends who's flipping the coin though. I mean, Okay, don't go there. It's always a 50-50 chance. You know, you well, do it enough. You're, I don't know. <laughs> just get out of here. Go talk to Nipples <laughs> about it, okay? Yeah, well, Nipples and his witch doctor probably have different things, like fifth about coins. I'm sure that they have a whole thing. Don't even get yeah. me started. I'm just going to get mad. <laughs> Join me in the dark side. <laughs> Uh, it starts at running back this week. We've got uh, Raheem Mostert, Alvin Kamara, and Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon, depending on who you have uh, on your roster. Let's talk Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara has been the most frustrating fantasy asset all season because for whatever reason, the Saints don't want to lean on him. You, you're, you're aware of that pain with uh, Taysom Hill. You know what yeah. it's like. Absolutely. So I, all I can really hope in this week is that they understand that like how bad the Cleveland Browns are against the run defense or, or against the opposing running backs. Like they're truly terrible. They, for whatever reason, they cannot stop opposing running backs. So assuming that the Saints can can connect those two dots, Alvin Kamara could have a week winning fantasy performance. Like he could put up 30 points. You know, like remember... Uh, was it last year, two years? I think it was two years ago, the, the Christmas Day game where mm. he just absolutely, like he single-handedly won New Year week. He he could do that again this week if they lean on him. Yeah. But there's also, unfortunately, because it's the Saints, there's a chance that they uh, decide, oh, you know what? We're uh, not going to do that. We're going to run the ball five times all game, and uh, we're going to let Andy Dalton lead this team to victory. Yeah, they, they are so frustrating um for fantasy owners like if you have pretty much anyone on on that team who's worth having they just don't use them the way you think they should Taysom yeah. Hill Alvin Kamara it's very frustrating absolutely so at wide receivers the start this week we've got the triple d dj moore dk metcalf and darius slayton <laughs> yeah the triple d um let's talk about dk metcalf so the chiefs defense has been weak all year and uh, Geno Smith has been a top 10 quarterback pretty much all year. This week, uh, as, as we've seen every time teams have gone against the Chiefs, the Chiefs put up a ton of points, so you have to score to stay relevant. And with Tyler Lockett out of the game, Metcalf should be able to take a boost in targets and take advantage of a strong matchup in terms of uh, Chiefs defense. So this this could be a, quite a good week for DK Metcalf. Should work out well for you, Mike. That's what I'm hoping, and it's you brought up the other reason why I'm I'm playing the Jets defense over the Chiefs defense, who's my other defense, who I only picked up because they were playing Houston, and I thought, oh well, and that worked that for me work once. Out for you. Yeah, but because I I did it last time, like two weeks yeah. ago, when Cincinnati, I picked up their defense just to play Houston, and they destroyed them because I've always kind of had a rotating second defense, um, and I thought, well, I'll try that again. Didn't work, but I'm going with the Jets this week. Yeah, good luck to you, buddy. Uh, at tight end, we've got Kate Otten, TJ Hawkinson, and again, please correct me on how I'm saying this name, Chigozim Okonkwo. Let's talk about Kate Otten. So, <laughs> this kind of correlates to the Tom Brady because you kind of need one without the other. But uh, 
all year the Cardinals have been absolutely terrible against opposing tight ends. If you play against them, some tight end on your team is going to score a touchdown on them. We've pretty much seen that week in and week out. So unfortunately, there's no guarantee that Otten is going to be the one for the Buccaneers that's going to benefit from it. But as of late, Otten has been the more successful tight end. Um, maybe Tom Brady's just developing a bit of chemistry there. I'm not sure. But lately, he's been the one who's been more successful than the others. So if if you've been playing you know, the, the weekly game of let's just pick a random tight end and hope he scores a touchdown, go for it with Otten. Hopefully you're not in that position this deep into the uh, fantasy playoffs, but I know the the tight end landscape is pretty bare, and so if you need a touchdown and you're just taking a, a Hail Mary throw for it, then go with Kate Otten. So sits for Week 16 at quarterback. We've got Taylor Heineke, Baker Mayfield, and Mac Jones. I told you we'd talk about Mayfield again. Yeah, Mayfield. Let's uh, let's get into it. <laughs> you think he's done? <laughs> Well, you, you saw how it went against the Packers, who are not a great defense. They're not terrible. They're not great, though. And now they're going up against the Broncos, who are currently the number one ranked defense against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, I really don't think I need to say any anything further for Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, it would be nice if he was a little bit more successful. And, you know, he could have had a bit of a resurgence coming to a team that, like, desperately needed a quarterback at the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, I, it's unfortunate, but I think he's done. Yeah, and uh, Matthew Stafford announced earlier in the week uh, he is not retiring. So he's planning to come back, and uh, maybe Baker can hang on as a, a backup in L.A. I don't know. I mean, that would be a good career move, I think, if you could hang on as a backup either in L.A. or go to another team with an established quarterback where you can kind of you know, learn a bit, be in that winning atmosphere, but you've seen it with other quarterbacks. You just kind of wait your time and eventually you get another shot at it. So Geno Smith. Was, Geno Smith's perfect example. Yeah. So I, I think it would be good for him to do that, but you never know. Ego gets yeah. in the way. Yes, unfortunately it does. Uh, running back sits for the week. We've got Brian Robinson, Marlon Mack, and Miles Sanders. All right, let's talk about Brian Robinson. So although... Robinson has pretty much claimed ownership on the commander's backfield. This is an absolutely terrible matchup for him. The 49ers are the number one defense against opposing running backs, and they're in like the top five, I think, in every defensive category possible. Um, so they they shut down extremely successful offenses and make them work for every yard that they get. The commanders are not an elite offense by any means, and they're going to struggle to move the ball. And just with how high-powered the 49ers offenses I think they're gonna have to just they're gonna end up playing from behind and having to throw and Antonio Gibson gets a lot more of those downs than Brian Robinson so I just don't think the game script is gonna end well for Brian Robinson this week yeah yeah I think that's fair Uh, at wide receiver we've got Tutu Atwell Michael Pittman Jr. and Marquise Brown um, I, I really want to talk about Marquise Brown. I, I know you touched a little bit upon Arizona and their toughness quarterback, but I think just to kind of finish that conversation off, um, you just don't think they're going to have much offensively this week? Nope, I don't think they're going to do anything offensively uh, this week against not an insane Buccaneers defense, but they are a strong Buccaneers defense. Um, maybe if Colt McCoy was playing, then... I would say go for it with Marquise Brown as like a 
wide receiver two or your flex option. But you've got the third string quarterback who did nothing last week. And at the end of the day, like Brown is still below Hopkins in terms of uh, target volume. So even if anything were to happen, it's going to likely be Hopkins who benefits. It's not going to be Brown. He's in two games. He's had uh, four receptions in each, but less than 40 yards in both games. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Hopkins continues to still get a lot more targets and just be a lot more successful because they tend to be more, I guess, higher value targets. So yeah. if you have Hopkins and you need to play him, I, I get it. I understand. But I would not try to force Marquise Brown into your lineup this week. That's fair. And at tight ends, we've got Cole Komet, Dawson Knox, and Juwan Johnson for sits this week. We haven't talked enough about the Bills. So Dawson Knox, why are you saying sit for him this week? Well, you know what? He was a start for the past two weeks in a row, and both weeks he delivered. But in both of those weeks, he had strong matchups because the defenses they were playing were terrible against opposing tight ends. That's not the case with the Bears. They're not lights out against uh, tight ends. They're not terrible either. Where they are pretty weak is against opposing wide receivers. So I think that a lot of the fantasy value through the air this week is going to get funneled through Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis rather than... Potentially is Isaiah McKenzie, who keeps catching ridiculous yeah, long potentially, passes out of nowhere, too. <laughs> yeah, potentially Isaiah McKenzie, too, exactly. Um, because the, the Bills are a strong enough offense, and they're well-coached enough that they look at where their opponents are weak, and they tailor their game plan to it. Um, we've seen that in like games where Devin Singletary has gotten a lot more carries because their opponents are weak against the run. Same thing with going through the air, right? Um, and they're going to have to keep scoring points. Because the uh, I think the Bears will still keep it a competitive game. I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it could be closer to a shootout. But I just don't think that Dawson Knox uh, is going to be able to pull it off for the third week in a row because of this matchup. Oh, I think that's um, I think that's very very fair. Um, when you mentioned uh, someone correcting you. Uh, about asking to be corrected about that name. I had not, uh, I had unfortunately hadn't checked if we had any fan questions this week. So I quickly did that and we do have a fan question. Um, so I'm going to have to just throw this at you, Josh. I'm going to have to just try to answer it. Now, I think I think this, this will be one you can handle. So basically, um, so this question uh, came in from, I'm going to just get the name here. Um, I get, I really apologize if I don't get your name right. Please correct me on the spelling of this. I think it's uh, Weeben. Weben or Weben um, wants to know, uh, looking looking at my receiver situation, um, I have some options from the 49ers at receiver. Is there really anyone outside of McCafferty and Kittle who's worth having in your offense that's from the San Francisco 49ers? And that came over Facebook. So please do correct me uh, about the, how to say your name. So is there anyone on the 49ers you think is consistent enough, Josh, to be playing this week? <sighs> this week? You know, I I don't believe Dio Samuel's playing this week, is he? Not that I know of, no. I mean, I, I think no. Ayuk's playing, um, who, yeah. who obviously would be, a, I would think, would be a target. I, target. 
I th- I think it would be Ayuk. Um, last week was a bit of a weird week. Like he only had four mm-hmm. targets, and he only brought in two of them. Um, but yeah, I I would say Ayuk is the only one who's worth it. But even then, you know, if you do have other fantasy options, maybe look towards them instead because the Commanders' defense is not a a great matchup. Um, like, you know, if they were pretty weak against wide receivers, I would say absolutely toss Ayuk in because odds are he will do well. But they're a bit of a tougher matchup. And, and after last week's slump, I would I would look to your other options first. And if you have a pretty good matchup somewhere else, then maybe go that way. But if, if you're locked in, like you need a one of the 49ers options, just that's the way your your lineups played out, then I would go with Ayuk. Yeah, and, and thank you uh, for the fan question, Waven. Um, please do uh, write me back, though, to make sure I can get the pronunciation of your name, uh, and I'll make sure on the next episode to correct that because um, we want to make sure we get your name right. But I think that's a very that's a very good question considering San Francisco. I mean, he just named the two big ones, right? I mean, Kittle had an amazing week last week, and then McCaffrey's incredible. But is there really, if Samuel's out, is there really anyone you can rely on in that offense? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be someone different each week. Yeah. And well, the, the problem is when you do have the big names is it's typically going to go to them, right? Um, mm. But but out of the purely out of the wide receivers, like if I was going to pick someone who was going to have the big week, I, I would say it would be Ayuk just because he's the one who consistently does it outside of Debo Samuel just for yeah. whatever reason lately it's been pretty hit and miss like 3.9 ppr points 13.7 9.6 11.5 a bit of an up and down there so again hopefully you have somewhere else you can pivot to but if not that's one of those uh put them in and don't watch yeah and uh, i'll just give the quick uh shout out um for, for fan questions if you have a question something you'd like us to answer on the podcast, you can go right to conqueredraft.com slash podcast. You can fill out the form that's right there on the podcast page. Um, you can message us on social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we'll be happy to include your question in next week's episode. Absolutely. Uh, just make sure get it in earlier in the week. Uh, we tend to f- record earlier in the week, so uh, that way at least we can try to answer your question on the air. I hope you guys are having a more better looking matchup ahead of you than I'm staring down this week. Uh, I'm with you in the dark place of the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> it's going to be tough matchups this week. We've got for in our league, we got four teams who all want it. It's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, we've come this far. Let's see what happens next. Absolutely. Good luck with your matchups, everyone.